Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, two hours down, one more to play with Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs. Get at us on social media. We're on Twitter, at Ty D. Butler and at Brandon Jacobs 27. I'm on Instagram as well, Tidy Butler. Brandon, I, what is it, New York Giants touchdown record, and you got periods, and like, there's a lot going crap, on there. There's a lot going on. I should make it a little easy for people to uh, to follow me, I guess. It's yeah, NYG, it's NYG period, TD period, record 27, which, gonna, uh, which is going to be there for a while. Yeah, man, you it, it, we got to find a way to simplify this. So now I'm looking at your Instagram, and you've got uh, I see three kids there posing. What's what's this about? You want to want to shout them out? What's going on here? Okay, so those three kids that you see on there, in two, two of those three kids is my kids, which is uh, the biggest one is Braden. Okay, He's what's up, Braden? Yeah, Braden is going through the recruiting process now. He plays for Beaufort High School. The smallest one on there is my youngest son, Quinn Jacobs. He is an eighth grader going into the ninth grade next year. He will also be a stud. And the other big kid you see on there is Ethan Utley. He played for me when uh, he played for me uh, for the North Atlanta Giants when I was coaching my youth team. Uh, he is a stud, also a, a four-star defensive end, being recruited by everybody. Got almost thirty. 30 you know, he has thirty-something offers. So. Those who those guys are in, the, in in that picture. See, it's great when you get to uh, you know, have those genes work the way that it does because your kids are big, man. These are some big boys. They're gonna be out yeah. there hitting people hard. Absolutely, and the smallest one is probably the most aggressive one out of the three. And he's and they're in great shape, man. Oh yeah, they got no choice but to be in great shape. They gonna play football. They they want to make this their lively. They want to make this their life. You got to take care of your body in order to get the maximum you know the maximum performance out of it as for me in my house we're gonna play some football up in here 800-919-3776 interestingly enough couple nuggets i want to throw at you real quick uh so i saw this on twitter uh there's a report the jets have had a ton of finger pointing among the players not just the defense versus the offense but also a lot of general players at quarterback zach wilson this is per jay glazer who's you know does a great job for fox Glazer says they needed Aaron Rodgers to come in and talk to the team this weekend to tell them to stop finger-pointing so they can focus. And we also saw the report earlier today that, you know, it's tenuous out there in Jetland with Zach Wilson because, you know, there is a chance he could be a guy, you know, staring at his career, uh, at least as a starter for this football team being over because of his ineffective play and the Jets having some dissension in that locker room. So, you know, there, there might be some changes on the horizon for this football team. And we saw that, you know, come courtesy of Diana Rossini, who this morning uh, also told us that they have not called, uh, the Jets have not called Vikings quarterback, uh, the Vikings about their quarterback, Kirk Cousins. They have not called the Titans about Tannehill. Uh, she said, Said it's apparent uh, Zach Wilson, you know, unless Zach Wilson plays well and clicks with the offense tonight, it's apparent his time as the starter could be closing out per Diana Rossini. Multiple jet sources told Diana that something needs to change or it's going to cost people jobs. She also added that Woody Johnson made no guarantees about Robert Sala and Joe Douglas' status before or after the Aaron Rodgers injury. So look where we are, week four, Brandon. It's already here. And we're talking like this about a team. <laughs> That's talking what about I'm total, talking about cleaning the house pretty much. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. I don't think anyone will get fired this year. I don't think anybody will get fired. They, they, all, like all of this is speculation that's coming out. They started the season with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. They didn't get the opportunity to live through that. 
So I don't think anybody gets fired. I think everything calms down and they go into next season and everybody be happy again. I don't think they're going to – I think the Jets need to do the the, the – now, if I say this, if Aaron Rodgers is playing, he doesn't get hurt four, four plays into the game, and we we got the you know the same type of production, a little bit more from the quarterback position. I think we start to have these conversations then, you know, about people getting fired, losing their jobs, and making changes and doing you know some different things, getting some different players in. Because I got to tell you, I know you're a Jets fan, and most of the people probably listening to the show is a Jets fan. But I will say this: I don't think Aaron Rodgers makes a, a huge difference. A little bit more production on the quarterback point of view a little bit more production there that's probably about it but again four plays into the season he's under duress and he and he, and he pops his Achilles is that only because you don't believe in Rodgers or is it the no. offensive line no I just think it's the offensive line I just think it's the offensive line I mean Zach Zach Wilson is more mobile than Aaron Rodgers and he's still he's running for his life as well Aaron Rodgers will not at, at 39 40 years old will be able to escape as many of these hits that that uh, Zach is taking now. I mean, Zach is still getting hit, right? See, the thing about Rodgers is he can make plays in the dress. He can make some plays. That's why I say the production from Aaron Rodgers would have been a little bit more than what they're getting now. See, Zach Wilson, Zach just can't make the plays while running for his life like Aaron w- would be able to. Quick uh, update. A lot of games kicking off at 1 o'clock. Bills, Dolphins, uh, Buffalo just scored a touchdown on its opening drive. Gabe Davis into the end zone. Want to give a huge shout-out to DeMar Hamlin. His return to the football field comes in week four after what we witnessed. It was heartbreaking. It was scary. It was nerve-wracking in that uh, Monday night game between the Bills and the Bengals where he suffered cardiac arrest on the field. And it was just uh, it was just a nightmare for, you know, for obviously for him and his family. And for all of us watching, it was very scary. And he's making his debut, his season debut, first time, you know, back on the field since that incident. So shout out to him. And, you know, once again, Buffalo up 7 nothing early in this game. Well, i tell you what, with the whole DeMar Hamlin situation, man, I, that, that was super scary. Super scary to watch a guy go through that, man, and and. and been down as long as he was and come back and not be brain dead man that's that 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 is a miracle amazing to see and he's out there you know continuing to live out his dream Kyron Williams finds the end zone for the Rams they go up seven nothing on the Colts so you have two scores so far in the one o'clock games just seven minutes into the action uh seven nothing Rams up over the Colts seven nothing Bills over the Dolphins we will keep you posted on Broncos Bears you got the Browns hosting the Ravens the Bengals on the road Joe Burrow still dealing with that calf injury there in Tennessee to take on the Titans, fresh off of their first win of the season. Uh, you've got the Buccaneers in New Orleans to take on the Saints in the you know NFC South Division rivalry game. Commanders in Philadelphia taking on the Eagles right now. Washington is driving, and they are in the red zone. So Sam Howell looking to punch uh, in, in for the Commanders to give them an early lead. Vikings in Carolina to take on the Panthers and the Houston Texans hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we'll keep you posted on all of those games at 800-919-3776. Hit us up. Ty D. Butler on Twitter. Brandon Jacobs 27 on Twitter as well. We're going until 2 o'clock right here on 9870 ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. Use a window. Sh- are you a window shopper, uh, Brandon Jacobs? You got a lot of money. You ain't window shopping. 
No, I don't window shop. I shop online. You shop online. <laughs> yeah. I shop online. <laughs> you you an online shop? You don't like going into stores? No, I don't like going into stores because people try to sell you more than you're trying to buy. <laughs> you I get hackled when you're out in public? No, not really. I mean, not down here. I mean, not not really. Not because you're a big dude, man. It's you're kind of like... low key. It's kind of low key. People always look at me and wonder, though. I wonder who is that guy? Look how big he is. You know, look how big he is. Look his physique. He had to do something, and they're just going about their business. You know what? You know what's the one of the luxuries of, of being Brandon Jacobs among the many? Because I'm thinking about me driving into the station today, and like multiple times, I had. It, uh, someone get to the parking spot right before I got a chance to get to it. Like, if you're ever in that situation where you're battling for a parking spot with Brandon Jacobs, are you just giving it to Brandon Jacobs because he's too damn big? I'm giving it to whoever. If I'm parking, if Brandon is parking, it, speaking to myself in third person, if Brandon is going to park in a parking spot and some little scrawny dude takes it, I'm going to let him have it because people are crazy these days, man. I'm not <laughs> trying to get. Crossed up in nothing crazy, trying That's to get true. out of my car and debo somebody over a parking spot That's and true, get man. shot. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not interested. That's true. I, I, that, that's, that's a good point. Hey, people are wild out here these days, man. You can't even just have a verbal interaction with anybody anymore because oh, nah, it, it gets deadly quick. They run you off the road. Everything, man. It's bad out here, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, by the way, quick uh, update on the NFL scores. Uh, follow this under the Not What You Want tab. Kirk Cousins just threw a 99-yard pick six. They were on the one-yard line about to punch it into the end zone, and he got intercepted, and the Panthers take it back for, for seven points. So they're up 7 nothing on Minnesota. In that game, uh, the, the Bills, I mentioned on the opening drive, Gabe Davis gets a touchdown. Miami's got the ball back, and their offense is doing what their offense has done the first three weeks of the season, and that is moving the football down the field. Uh, so they've found themselves into the red zone. Uh, you've got the Bengals with a 3 nothing lead over the Titans. Rams up 7 nothing over the Colts. Saints have uh, opened up the scoring so far in their game against the Buccaneers. They're up a field goal, 3 nothing. Commanders getting into the end zone. They're up 7 nothing over the Eagles. And the Steelers and Texans are scoreless. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Tommy in Connecticut. What's up, Tommy? Uh, Dave, what's up? What's up, 27? What's up? What's up? How are you doing? I uh, just wanted to... Well, I wanted to get your pick on uh, just which, which uh, matchup you guys were looking forward to most. Uh, this this Sunday and uh, and Brandon uh, with the, all the injuries to these running backs, do you think that your style of running, where you just did not avoid contact at all, instead of you know as these guys you know try and move laterally so much? I mean, I wa- I watched the clip of you <laughs> putting uh, Charles Woodson on his back, just violated day. him. Yeah, he just <laughs> violated Charles Woodson. That was that was OD, Brandon. That man's got a family, bro. Hey man, listen. It is what it is. He was out there trying to keep my family from eating, so I had to I, step up. I think he, I think he was quoted as saying, you know, he he went out and then woke up when he was on his back. <laughs> no matter like, <laughs> yeah, but you, you, but you talk about the injuries to the running back position, man. That's just that's normal, you know. That's why people. That's why these owners won't pay. That's why the you know that's why the value of the position has dropped with injuries not you know not available you know for the season a full season you know you got guys miss two weeks here come back and play another two weeks miss another week or so just from nagging nagging bone bruises and uh, muscle uh, bruises and stuff like that that just you know, end up keeping these guys out man running back is a tough position to play. 
Also, I want to ask you this, uh, because we, we talked about it a little bit earlier. How frustrating would it be for you as a running back, knowing how effective you can be, how you know impactful you can be in this game, but when your quarterback isn't doing his job, you know, everyone is just, and you're different because you're built differently physically, but I'm just trying to, you know, look through the lens of, of Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. Like how frustrating it has to be for them knowing they can't be the best versions of themselves because no team trusts that the Jets can pass the football. Well, you know, it is a problem. You know, when you have both, uh, you know, both run and pass, uh, going for your offenses, you're you're always going to have a better opportunity to be more productive when you're doing that. But the Jets' passing game is is non-existent. Their pass protection is non-existent. They are good run blockers, but what does it? So what good does it do when they put eight people, <laughs> eight yeah, people I mean, in the box? <laughs> like what's happening? What, what are you doing with that? Hey man, I don't know. <laughs> Killing me, oh, see? but you, you can't do nothing with it because everywhere you look is somewhere is somewhere inserted into the into, into your gaps. Yeah. Man, that must be tough. That's tough. I, I will say that's tough. That's a lot to handle for uh, for any one person, let alone a, a deep, let alone a defense. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Dolphins, oh, dolphins, they punch back. Tua leads them on the drive. They get into the end zone. So they tie this game uh, courtesy of, I'm trying to pull it up here. I miss who actually scored, but they tie the game. So it's 7-7, Dolphins and the Bills. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Tommy asked, you know, what are the the games I'm looking most forward to? You know, outside of Giants, Seahawks, and Jets, Chiefs, I would say that the two games that has me, you know, most excited uh, are, you know, Buffalo, Miami, and then you've got, Cowboys Patriots because I want to see what Dallas looks like fresh off of you know that 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 debacle last week, uh, so you know that those are, those are the two games I'm most looking forward to and I wanted you to weigh in on that as well. He said he asked you uh, you know which two games are you most looking forward to? Well, for me, I'm looking at this Ravens Browns game because uh, I, I I play I pay and I follow pay attention to the Baltimore Ravens and with Sean Watson being out. You know, I want to see you know what could happen there. I, I, I got the Browns winning that game though, but I, well, I am paying close attention to it. And another game I'm paying, I'm paying close attention to is uh, Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's uh, down down in the Crescent right now. Yeah, uh, Baker Mayfield. He started. You know, it, it was supposed to be this quarterback battle between him and Kyle Trash that he won, and then the Bucks start two and zero on the season. They lose Monday Night Football to the Eagles, uh, but their defense has been good, and I think ba- Breaker's been okay. Uh, obviously, that opening week led them on. Uh, what was that? Uh, a game-winning drive, I believe it was against, against the Vikings. Yep. Uh, so they won that game, and you feel good about uh, the Bucks in a division that's pretty bad. Like, who's gonna win it? I know the Saints are the favorites because they have Derek Carr. But you know it's a wide open division uh, because no one really jumps out at, 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 jumps out at you. Well, I'll tell you, you know, in that division, it's wide open always. Just like a lot of these divisions, there's only a few of these divisions that's close, and you kind of know who's going to win them. You know who's going to NFC East, right? You know who, who's, who's, going that? That? who's that? Who's that? Because people people think there's a debate between the Cowboys and the Eagles. And the Eagles is going to win the NFC East. The Miami Dolphins are going to win the, 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 the AFC East, right? They're mm-hmm. going to win that. Okay. That, that's, the 49ers is going to win yeah, their I, division. Without right? question. The rest, 
the rest of them, you know, and I think Detroit is going to pull the North out, the NFC North. Kansas City, AFC West. They got it. So, yeah, so I think they're going to win. I think we know who's going to win these divisions, man. Like, 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 like let's be honest. We, but the, but the NFC South, you, you don't know. You, you don't know because no one's consistent enough outside of the Tampa, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I got to give them a division right now. And the Falcons. I mean, if you're a Falcons fan. You watch the weapons that you have at your disposal on offense. And, you know, with B. John Robinson, who you just drafted, you've got Drake London, you've got Kyle Pitts, and these guys aren't really being able to reach their apex because you don't have a quarterback who's legitimate enough. And, you know, I'm a Jet fan, so I'm dealing with the same thing. Well, legitimate enough to take you to the next level. So you're, you're heavily reliant upon a run game. Uh, but you should be able to open up the, the field with passing, and Desmond Ritter just has not been able to do that uh, for the Falcons. Well. Throwing too many I, damn interceptions. Yeah, and, and, and you know what? And I thought with drafting uh, B. John Robinson, I thought they would ride him a little bit more. He had a really, you know, he had, his opening week was really good. Yes. Right? He ran the ball really well. I haven't really seen him come back to him like that, uh, you know, since. So I, I, I thought they'd give him more of an opportunity to be able to produce, you know, and they, and it just, and it just airing the ball out. They doing a whole lot that that I thought that was that that they, that they're not good at because I think the offensive line is pretty solid, you know, when it comes to run blocking, and I think they're they're good enough. Ritter's good enough to 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 keep the passing, you know, the passing game going while having the running game going. You, you have both of those things that you can work, and they just you know abandoning the run. So you mentioned that you think the Eagles are going to win the NFC. Uh, they're going to win the NFC East. Yeah, you got I know to... they're down right now. No, no, no. They, they're and but they're in the red zone. It's, it's second and three from uh, what is this? The the fourteen yard line and Hurts mm-hmm. is driving, so they've got a chance to tie the game. But mm-hmm. I, I bring up the Eagles because you know the Niners are, are in that conversation as well. Uh, are you high on Detroit? Like who's that other team? Because I know you're not high on Dallas. So who would that other team be in your mind that could challenge Philadelphia and that could challenge San Francisco, uh, a team not named the Dallas Cowboys? I go on. With, I you said it. The Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions have been playing really, really, really good football. Really physical brand of football. You know they don't make that many mistakes. They don't turn the ball over as much. They play a really conservative game. They do just enough to win. Nothing flashy. They go, they come in, they get it done, and they go home. You know, I think that I think with uh, uh, with a lot of the, the playing style that that they play on offense, I think they can you know give the Eagles some problems. But I still got the Eagles, you know. And you got to yeah. love what Dan Campbell brings to the table because he he comes across to me as a player's coach, but he still has that you know authoritative figure yeah. where yeah. where people respect him. Like they're not gonna be walking all over him. Yeah, now the players like playing for him. You know, he understands what they – I mean, he's been around a long time, so he's been on, around a lot of great coaches as well. So he understands what the, the the new generation football player, what they want, you know. Um, so, yeah, he is definitely that, 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 that player's type coach, and, and, and the players love playing for him. And if, and if you get a coach that the players love playing for, you never know what can happen. You know, they can put it all on the line. Like, people talked a lot of trash about Coach Coughlin being uptight, but we loved playing for him. We wanted to see him succeed as a coach because he started to understand us as athletes. You know, he's, you know, his old ways that he had, he was man enough, you know, swallowed his pride enough to get rid of those. You know, for, you know, and we started to produce. 
And next thing you know, we, we show up in Arizona and win the Super Bowl. So those kind of coaches matter. They do matter. And, you know, personnel matters, too. And, that, you know, looking at this Eagles games, they lose Miles Sanders. They pick up DeAndre Swift. He's been incredible for them. And he ties the game on a touchdown. So the Eagles are an extra point away from nodding this up at 7-7 uh, at home against the Commanders. Just giving you uh, more updates on the scores. The Bills, I mentioned, are 7-7 with the Dolphins. Broncos strike first in Chicago against the Bears. Ravens uh, get a touchdown down so they're up seven nothing on the browns defense that so far this year has looked pretty pretty good man one of the best defense in football so it's a tough task for the ravens but they're up a touchdown early Bengals titans tied at 3-3 rams up seven nothing on the colts saints three nothing on the bucks and the vikings are trailing seven nothing to the panthers houston just got on the board they're up seven nothing over pittsburgh 800-919-3776 we come back we'll continue to take your calls preview and Jets Chiefs talking Giants Seahawks and the whole thing any game you want to weigh on in on it's all there for you Ty Butler Brandon Jacobs going right to two o'clock right here on 987 ESPN now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN a lot happening right now Buffalo back in the Miami red zone. So you can tell this has all the makings of being one of those high-scoring thrillers. Josh Allen trying to avoid the defense. He picks up a couple yards. Uh, So they've got a chance to take the lead either via field goal or a touchdown. So we'll keep you posted on that game. I want to talk about the AFC because you mentioned... Uh, you know, Kansas City's going to win the West. You've got, you know, Miami winning the AFC East, and those are, are not to be questioned. Do you think so? Those are the two best teams in the AFC. The Bengals, you're concerned about because of Joe Burrow's uh, calf. Like, what's, what's your hierarchy in the AFC look like? Well, before the season started, I, I, I predicted that the Buffalo Bills would, would be in the AFC Championship game against the Baltimore Ravens, but right now, I don't think that's the case. I don't think that will happen at all. Um, I'm gonna jump on the Miami bandwagon, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be I'm, uh, Miami. I don't think Kansas City can score fast enough to 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 beat Miami. Wow. So I'm, I'm putting Miami in the Super Bowl, man. Miami gonna beat Miami, the Chiefs. Yeah. I'm you... putting Miami in the Super Bowl. You... I have to. I mean, the offense is too potent. When has we ever? When 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 have we ever seen an offense like that? And when the last time we seen an offense like that in the NFL? I mean, but you're picking. I, I, it's it's legitimate because you know Miami obviously is one of the best teams in football right now, and and their offense is uh, electric. And shout out to Mike McDaniel's what he's been able to do. Yeah, he, he had Skylar Thompson, a third string quarterback, in the playoffs last year on the road in Buffalo with a chance to win that game. So he's he's been a great head coach, and their offense is just humming right now as Buffalo takes the lead again. Looks like. Uh, James Cook gets into the end zone. Uh, so pending an extra point, they'll be up 14-7. to What I'll say to you is this. You know, Patrick Mahomes has become to me what, you know, LeBron was in the NBA and Brady was for all those years. I, I, I can't really pick against him anymore. They've hosted five straight AFC championship games. Mahomes has never played a road playoff game. Last year, they won the Super Bowl on one. He won the Super Bowl on one leg. Where Kelsey was was the only really weapon he had. He had Sky Moore and Kadarius. Tony had a bunch of guys. So I I just can't pick against Kansas City until I see them get beaten. I get it. I understand. We I understand your uh, I understand your angle you're taking, 
and until the champ is beat, that's that's when you're supposed to hand somebody else the the title. But I'm telling you, Miami seems to be struggling right now against against Buffalo. But that's a uh, a division mm-hmm. uh, game, you know. So you always know how those how those games can go. But I think in the second half, Miami is going to pull away from Buffalo pretty good. Uh, you know, Kansas City has been the, you know has been the the, the talk of the NFL over the last four or five years, you know, with with, with championship game, we you know with uh, conference championship appearances, Super Bowl appearances. Uh, so it's kind of hard to, it's it's kind of hard to, to to always say that they're not going to be there because they've been there. In the end, um, you brought up the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't think they have what it takes. What? I, well, I, I but think. what's what's what is it about them that you don't like? Is it just the, the calf injury, or is it more? I just, I just think it's the calf injury. It's just the calf injury that that Joe Burrow's dealing with. They're getting a, a guy who's fifty percent coming out trying to make plays. You know, in a, in a blitz heavy NFL, uh, when they bring in pressure, you got to be on the move. You got to be able to make plays on the move. What is what we're talking about? Is what we've been talking about all morning so far. Um, I, I just don't see them being able to overcome that injury. I think the. I think the Bengals have made a bad decision by playing Joe Burrow this early in the season when they could afford to take some losses. Let him get healthy and come back and get a guy at 100% and try to, you know, fight to make the playoffs, you know, you know, starting in week seven, week eight, you know, week, week six, week seven, week eight, and let him heal. Don't you think they panicked a little bit, though, because they were 0-2, and, you know, they were in danger of – uh, uh, falling to 0-3, which we know in this uh, in this era of football is like a death sentence. How do you start? Now, granted, they started 0-2 last year and made the AFC Championship game. But to, to have 0-2 on your resume with, with both being division losses and you're staring at that type of a start, maybe they panicked? Yeah, I mean, I could see they panicked, but I think they made the wrong decision. I, I, think, they, I think their panic button forced them to make the wrong decision on Joe Burrow. He should be resting right now. Nothing matters at this point. You know, um I think I just think they, they, they I just got I think they got him in too fast and a strained calf muscle, man, that's nothing to play with. And I'm pretty sure your strained calf is a mirage just like the, the a hamstring. Just when you think it's okay and you go out and, and put pressure on it, try to run a little bit and you feel it, and now in the back of your mind, you, you can't play as fast as you want to play because now you're worrying about hurt, you know, hurting, you know, you know, hurting your calf and starting all over back at square one, you know, with the injury. The scary part for me is I I, th- I think now we've all been conditioned to look at the calf injury as a precursor to the Achilles because we saw it with Kevin Durant in the NBA Finals mm-hmm. in 2019, we saw Aaron Rodgers do with a calf injury, and in, you know, in the spring, and then he tore his Achilles. Uh, so, uh, how long does it take for is this? Is going to be something he's battling all season long? Is he ever going to feel comfortable? Because that doesn't sound like that's a recipe for you know them having the success that they envision. Man, I say rest him up until week week four, week five. You know, and if he comes back and it bothers it bothers him, it's, it's still bothering him, and he's just seen can't get away from it. You know, then you go through at that point because now you're in a critical part where you got to get these wins. You know, you gotta you gotta get your quarterback going at this point. So, um, you know, I could just see if they took you know just just to, you know taking that rest for him. I think would be you know would be big. But every kind of muscle bruise or muscle strain, it, it takes a little bit longer to go away because once you bruise or strain the muscle, that that muscle is losing blood to that area. So without without the same type of blood flow. 
uh, those you know those muscles take longer to heal. Uh, so the Commanders right now are moving the football against the Eagles. They're back into the red zone. Uh, looks like they get it all the way to the five yard line, and it might move closer pending this flag. Uh, we might get a, a helmet-to-helmet hit that will have it half the distance to the goal. Uh, so the commander's offense, coming into last week, Brandon, they were, I want to say, the seventh highest scoring offense in, in football with Sam Howell as their quarterback, which means all the credit in the world has to go to Eric Bieniemy. He was the overseer of that prolific offense in Kansas City, and I understand Patrick Mahomes, most talented quarterback in the league right now. Some some would say most talented quarterback we've ever seen, all the weapons they have. But he had success in Kansas City. That has now translated uh, to Washington. What's it going to take for this guy to get a damn head coaching job? Is he that bad of an interview? Like, what's going on here with Eric Bieniemy? I, I, I don't know. I, like, like, honestly, everybody always made a big a big funk about Eric Bieniemy not getting a head coaching job. When you start talking about this, you know, the, the black coaches out there that's coaching and don't have jobs and not giving opportunity for whatever have you. I truly believe that Eric Bieniemy didn't really want a head coaching job as bad as a lot of people thought he did. You know, I, that's what I'm – I feel like, you know, he, he he didn't really want it because think about it. Once you become a head coach in the NFL, now you you you, you got risk getting fired every three years, right? Will you ever get an opportunity to go back to be another head coach or offensive coordinator once you, you know, your, your, your chain has been cut as a head coach? I think I think always being on the chopping block – it's, it's 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 scary for guys to be able to come from when they comfortable, you know, being the OC, you know, not much, you know, pressure or whatever or whatever have you. The head coach take everything. I don't think he really wanted to be a head coach, you know, in the recent years as bad as people thought. But I think now he's starting to understand that like, he got a little bit more stroke in Washington, you know, so he, he, he calls a little bit more shots in Washington. So I think maybe after a couple of years in Washington, I think he'll be ready for a head coaching job. Just I think that could be a reason why he picked Washington to go and, and, and be an OC at because – you know, you know, because Rivera' job, you know, the, it's yeah. not, it's, it's not secure there. <laughs> it's not secure. Yeah, it is a that, chance. You know, let's just be real. Yeah, it is a chance. You know that you know if, if things don't go well in Washington, you know, you can only have so many losing seasons before it is time to move on uh, to the next best option. So we'll see what happens with Eric Bieniemy. Uh There's a play in the end zone right now. The commanders got it uh, into the end zone but fumbled it and then recovered it. So I guess the officials are, are looking to see if they successfully recovered it and what it means. Uh, you can't fumble forward. So mm-hmm. if, he, if the commanders did recover the ball in the end zone – that's, I don't think that's a touchdown because doesn't the ball have to return back to where it was fumbled? Uh, yeah, that's the rule. That's what the rule has been. But they're giving him a touchdown, which is confusing to me. Unless he fumbled yeah. it in the end zone and then recovered it, then that's different. But I, I thought he had fumbled but if, it. But, but if you fumble the ball, if you break the plane, there's it, it, no fumble. Yeah, it's a touchdown. that's true. Yeah. So uh, they're up so. 13-7 pending the extra point. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they're making a run for it. And, you know, we took the Eagles minus eight and a half, but the Commanders, after scoring three points against the Bills last week, so far in this game through the first, what, 17 minutes, 
They've got a 14 spot on the board against the Philadelphia Eagles. Speaking of 14, Rams up 14-0 on the Colts. Anthony Richardson returning from injury. He was dealing with a concussion last week. Matt Stafford, a buck 33 through the air. Uh, They've got a two-touchdown lead. Uh, The Vikings down 10-0 to Carolina. Uh, they, They were expected to take a step back. And you mentioned this, too. They were losing some pieces. But did we expect them to start the year possibly 0-4? Like Minnesota, is, uh, they look horrendous right now. Minnesota was among Philadelphia Eagles' two of the top teams in the NFC last year. And to look the way that they've looked this season, it's been so bad. Um, you know, like I always say every week, every time the, the, the you know Minnesota name comes up, I go back to last season. You know, they started the year off with a stingy defense, wasn't giving up nothing. They were they were giving up 170 yards of total offense last year in, in the first eight or nine games of the season. And as that time wore, they went up to like 250, then three-something, and they just started, you know, they bending and just breaking toward the end of the season, you know, where they got into the playoffs and, and, and it just wasn't the same. So um, I, that's the team that they're coming out of you know starting the season with they're starting the season with the same team that they had they 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 ended the season with last year without cook yeah um so it's it's gonna be interesting because you know if they continue to struggle the 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 noise is only going to get louder about possibly trading Kirk Cousins, who's in the final year of his contract with the Vikings, so he could become available. And interestingly enough, we talked about Atlanta, who you know lost that game earlier in London to to the Jags. Maybe that's a viable option for them. They got to get a quarterback, but with all these weapons that they have on offense, and maybe he could go there, you know, make something happen uh, with the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Looking at the scoreboard, Lamar Jackson. He's on the board. Touchdown for him. Ravens up 7-3 to uh, against the Cleveland Browns. Bears have tied it up with the Broncos. That is a 7-7 game. Uh, we're talking about the Miami Dolphins and the Bills. Miami's getting the ball back down a touchdown. They trail 14-7. to Saints up 3-0. Commanders are up 14-7. to Texans with a 10-0 lead over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Coming up, we wrap up the show. We will give our official predictions for the Jets and the Chiefs. We'll also hear that cut I mentioned from Jay Glazer, who talked about Rodgers addressing the team. So we'll do a lot when we get back. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, taking you to a 2 o'clock, leading you into the Jake Asman Show right here on 98.7 ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs Show on 98.7 ESPN. So Sam Franklin is the uh, de- uh, defensive back for the Panthers who corralled the pick six, 99-yard touchdown to the house on Kirk Cousins. Mm. Brandon, that has to be demoralizing for an offense. It is, man. It is. Like, you're doing so much. You're already struggling. And then you get a chance to get the, you know, you know moving the ball, having some success. And then you get to the point where, you know, you get, you know, you can get some points either taking three or got a, or, or, or have the potential to score a touchdown and then boom, somebody either fumble the ball or you get a pick and they run it back the other way. Just, that just is demoralizing. And, and it, we all know, how, we all know how hard it is to gang a yard in the National yeah. Football League, man. It's Unless you got Brandon stuff. Jacobs coming out your backfield, then it's not that hard. Well, that was hard too. Right? It, may, it maybe wasn't that hard for my team, but it was hard for me. 
So I'm watching, and shout out to Kirk Cousins because he's not giving up on a play. He made it all the way to the 20-yard line before he got pummeled on a block and he just got laid out, which I'm not laughing at. I don't want to see him get hurt. It's just always funny to see the quarterbacks when they get hit. Um, just, you know, them trying to fight to keep the play alive. He He's sprinting back, but unfortunately they, that was too much to overcome. Yeah. So the Panthers uh, are up in this game against the Vikings, 10-7. Minnesota just scored a touchdown, so Kirk Cousins trying to respond uh, to the adversity that he has faced so far in the season and in this game, and that score is 10-7 in favor of Carolina. It's a track meet up in Buffalo. Dolphins just tied the game 14-14. 14-14 after scoring 70, uh, 70 points last week, Miami did. They've got 14 already on the board against a, a really good Buffalo Bills defense that at some point in the next couple of weeks is going to have Von Miller back on that D-line. I mentioned Jay Glazer uh, and, and the report that he had about Aaron Rodgers having to address the team. Uh, here was what Jay Glazer had to say uh, in regards to the Jets quarterback. The reason why they needed Aaron to come and deliver that message is there has been an awful lot of finger pointing there. Defense versus offense, but also offense versus offense, mostly offense versus Zach Wilson. They think that if Aaron Rodgers come down there, he can help out quarterback, uh, their offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. He can help also with everybody else. Stop pointing fingers at each other. They think the Aaron Rodgers, um, just having him there will help so many areas of the team. And here was uh, Zach Wilson, his message to the fans. Keep believing. Keep believing. We're doing everything we can. We hope, we hope that their passion you know, shows us that we're just as passionate as they are. We want to get this thing going just as bad as they want it to. And we're doing everything we can to get it going. And we're going to keep working hard. So, B, I'm going to keep it a stack, man. Like, sometimes it's not about the message. It's about the delivery. There was no bass in his voice, man. I can't take that seriously. That's not motivating me. You hear that? You hear, you hear that? Yeah, keep believing. Sound keep believing. We're doing everything we can. We hope, <laughs> hey, I just played the first couple seconds. Keep believing. Keep believing. We're doing everything we can. He doesn't we even hope, sound confident. There's no bass in his voice. Come on, man. I need you to be motivational. I need you to, you know, come with some fervor. Well, you know, they said he's starting to point fingers at each other in, the, you know, like in the locker room. I don't think Zach is comfortable with the Jets, man. After last year. You know them. You know, had, you know they sat him. They benched him last year from his little comment he said about he don't think he is the only. You know, the, he that he was a reason for whatever uh, last year. And I, I I think it's a marriage that I think it's a marriage that needs to end. And I think Zach Wilson need to go somewhere else and start over. You know, I, I don't think that I, I don't think him. I, I don't think the Jets is for him. You know, and I think he knows that. But he's trying to do everything he can possibly do to try to remain. Uh, try to remain uh, a positive, but he's quite comical while trying to do that. <laughs> Speaking of comical, man, I hope that's not what we're gearing up to watch tonight. Sunday night football, Jets at home hosting the Chiefs. Aaron Rodgers will be in the house. Uh, some some rumors that he could be on the sidelines helping his teammates. You know, Taylor Swift's going to be in the building. We've seen that story blow up. It's been an oversaturation of the Swift stuff, but you know she'll be in attendance tonight. The spread right now has crept all the way down to seven and a half. It started at nine and a half. It's down to seven and a half. So it's time for B Money. Uh, your official prediction of this game: Jets, Chiefs, Sunday Night Football. What you got? I gotta go with the Chiefs. I gotta go to the Chiefs big time over the Jets. Uh, just, just, it just doesn't seem like, you know. I think, I think Patrick Mahomes will go out. I think, I think he'll have his way. Uh, 
and with Chris Jones and that defense, I, I don't think I, – I think that uh, Zach Wilson will continue to see ghosts. And, yeah, I, I don't I don't see that game going well for the Jets at all. I got I got KC by 14. Oh, man. Can you give me – like, what what's the 14, though? Is it like, you know, 34-20? Is it – is it 20 uh, to 6? Like, what what's the 14? Uh, I'm 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 gonna I'm 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 gonna go I'm I'm gonna go 28-14. At least they put up a couple touchdowns. They've they only scored a, they, three touchdowns so far in, in three games. Yeah, I think they put up a couple touchdowns, and I think after tonight, I think after tonight, I think I think the Jets have. Uh, I, I think they'll find something, you know, moving forward to to be more productive. All right, let's go to Monday Night Football. You got the Giants at home, home dogs, one and a half point underdogs. Uh, against a team they're going to be battling for uh, with a wild card, and that is the Seattle Seahawks, who lost opening weekend against the Rams. They've responded by winning two straight games, including an overtime thriller over the Lions. We know they can put up some points. Their defense can't stop a nosebleed, but neither can the Giants. So expect a lot of points to be scored tomorrow. But what's the final score, Brandon? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the New York Giants over the uh, Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to go 24-17. 24 to 17. So it's a nail biter. Giants pull nail it out biter. at the end. Yep. Giants Absolutely. pull it out at the end to save Daniel their... Jones running in. There Daniel Jones running in for a touchdown. It's to save their season because as we talked about, not to be dramatic, not to be hyperbolic. You lose this game, uh, it's your 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 toast because now you've got Miami Buffalo coming up and we see what they're doing to each other uh, so far uh, out in Buffalo. You got to go on the road to beat those two teams. Uh, sitting at one and three with your lone win coming, and because of a, a second half comeback against the Cardinals, can't feel great about that. So this is a, a must win game for the Giants tomorrow, without it actually being you know technically a must win. Right, I, I definitely I'm there with it, man. Because these NFC wins will be big. That you know we like we can get this one. Uh, the next two is big because of who the Giants have. But if going toward going forward in the playoff picture, eh, not too much of a, a threat. But I definitely, uh, I, I, it's going to be hard to beat, to, to you know, to beat Miami in Buffalo, man. It's going to be hard to beat them. It's going to be tough. So what's the rest of your Sunday looking like? Let, let, let's hear. What you got on the slate? Well, I'm, I'm going to go sit down on the couch next to my wife while she watch whatever she's watching on TV. Okay. And then I'm going to get ready to do my show again. I got, I got to come on. I'm coming on again from. Um, at prime ESPN prime time from five to nine tonight. So, oh, it's five to nine. Is, isn't it usually four to seven? Tonight. It's usually four to seven. It's five to nine tonight. Who's your co-host? Well, our co-host. Well, well, Jeff Jeff Turn was the co-host, so he has some things going on. Um, we, we, I think, we're still trying to find another host right now. I think at this point. Oh wow. So it yeah. might be Brandon Jacobs solo for four hours. Hey man, I don't know if I'm ready for that. You might have hey. to. You and wifey might have to do the show together on the couch. <laughs> you said me and wifey might have to do the show. Together. <laughs> do the show together on the couch, and you get to talk about you know breaking down defensive coverages like eight men in the box. You know, no, you do the whole thing. No. I, I think they just found one. I think I got I got I got Jonathan's asshole's you know that's co-hosting with you know with me tonight. So. Oh, there you go. So five. Yeah, you got so, four hours. So we got, Four hours of piping hot uh, sports talk. That's it. Going all over all the games. Around the league. Around the league. Yes, sir. It's fun, man. I, I have a blast doing it. You guys get food? Yeah. Like, what's the food situation like in the Brandon Jacobs, Jacobs household on Sundays? 
See, it's great. It's always good, man. Wifey does a good job of, of preparing meals for us, man. And uh, she just asked me a minute ago what I wanted to eat. So um, I'm, I'm going with some Cajun spaghetti tonight, man. You know, probably gonna gonna have me a little drink or something, and make sure the pro just, make sure the noodles are protein noodles, man. Oh man, see, I'm I'm not that I'm not I'm not all into it like that. <laughs> it looks like by the looks of it on IG, man, you don't really need it. It's working out well for you as <laughs> as as presently but, constructed. Yeah, but but starting tomorrow, I'm going. I'm I'm gonna try to go all fruit and vegetables. Ooh, for you know you know for about two weeks. I'm gonna try that. Trying to bring the weight down a little bit. I'm just trying to rip up a little bit. Oh, man. Okay. I feel like, I, I, I feel like I'm a little thick right now. You know, I, I feel like I feel like I feel like I feel like I got that prisoner big type look on me. You know what I mean? <laughs> he just did some time up top. Well, Brandon, man, right. <laughs> it was a blast hanging out with you today. I appreciate it. Always, my I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you next time we're on the show together.